0: This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership, and so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer otherwise does not necessarily constitute and imply the endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim State and the Obvious. So in the last episode, we talked about introverts and extroverts and how it relates into how we recharge as people. And, you know, this episode actually aired just in the right amount of time, too, because last week uh, I went to a conference in the National Capital Region, and uh, there were a lot of people there. And, you know, I did not properly prepare for that when it came time to my social battery and how to recharge because I didn't look at the schedule enough. Uh, To really look in there to see where I could build in some buffer time on how to recharge my social battery. Uh, I didn't realize that from 630 in the morning during breakfast, it would be a networking breakfast. Followed by going into a series of conferences and events and courses and classes throughout the whole day. And that during each break would be a networking break followed by more classes, followed by another networking break, followed by more classes, followed by a networking dinner, followed by a social event in the evening. And, you know, it really uh, took a toll on me because I didn't adequately prepare on how to recharge myself. So I ended up recharging myself every night between 10 o'clock at night and 1 o'clock in the morning uh, by just basically listening to silence um you know after i called the the family and made sure they were okay and everything was good at home so um if you haven't listened to the episode on how to recharge whether you're an introvert or an extrovert uh not based on your uh for lack of a better term or your personality right cuz that's not really what introversion and extroversion is it's how we spend energy and how we recharge uh to prepare for events. But in this episode, we're going to talk about how to make small changes in an organization's culture so we can stop repeating negative climate behaviors. Have you ever thought to yourself in the workplace that one day when you're running things in a department or whatever, you're not going to make the same mistakes uh, that the people that you work for made? Only to find yourself making the same mistakes that they made. And and you thought, well, you know, it was good for me, and I had to experience this rite of passage in the workplace. So those that I am currently leading and mentoring have to experience the same things. Well, why do we do this? You know, what is the benefit or the gain by doing this? You know, and I think that effective communication. Is a key element in any organization. And um, I'm getting to how we can make small organizational changes here in a second. So, but I think communication is very, very important. And how you disseminate information down to the lowest level without being distorted or changed from the original intent, um, you know, those organizations do the best. And we've all heard and played the telephone game, right? Where you whisper in someone's ear something and they whisper in somebody else's ear something and it gets like the 20th person at the end of the line and the message is either nowhere close to what it started out as or it's been changed you know multiple times and it's just not you know the same intent or the same message or uh, it was skewed. And so that's why I think it's incredibly important to make sure that you get the message down to the people closest to the problem or the task and that they know what your original intent is. So 10 years ago, I had a job in which I could affect uh, an organizational change. And I wanted to see the organization molded into my vision. And I had like the best opportunity to do this. And um, for those of you that may know, uh, I am not a big proponent of formation so what is a formation so a formation is where in the military people get together in a large mass group so that they can hear what everyone has to say and then you can put information out but everybody has to come to one location and everybody has to be at the same place at the same time and usually they have to get there 10 to 15 minutes early so that way you can you can make sure you have everybody that you are supposed to have, and then um, you can account for everybody. And yes, everyone's supposed to be here. Or hey, these people were excused for whatever reason. You know where everybody's at. Well, I disagree with this because um, they have this thing called physical fitness in the military, where you have to work out for an hour to an hour and a half every morning, and that's incredibly important. Well, if you have this formation, then you are requiring people to get up earlier to show up at a place earlier, to stand around, to get into a formation, so then you can put out information for the day, and then you stretch out and you work out. And that cuts into your workout time. And I don't think that's very effective. Uh, So when I had the ability to be in charge of a a company and to command it, I told myself I am not going to have formations for two reasons. One, we're going to be geographically dispersed anyway. Whenever we have a mission. So might as well get used to communicating dispersed and might as well practice how we are going to actually do this uh, in the real world. And two, if you have to get everybody together and cut into people's time and then expect them to work out and work out hard, probably not going to go so well. So I refused to have a morning formation until I was forced to. Um, and it was funny because, uh, the brigade commander at the time he came down, he said, look, he showed up one day and he goes, wait, wait, where is this formation? Like, where's your formation? I was like, Hey, sir, they're already working out. And I'm going to go jump in with this squad over here and go work out. This other group is over here. You can jump into that one. And he goes, no, you're supposed to have a formation. This is what we do. And I said, well, sir, I disagree with that because I think formations are stupid. I think if we can't put out in the meeting, or by calling people and letting them know what they're supposed to do that day, the day before, then why do I got to wait the morning up? Everybody knows they got to work out. And he goes, well, how are you supposed to account for everybody? Well, that's why I have this thing called my personnel stat report. And it's due every morning by a specific time. And it's on my desk. So when I come in, I take a look at it. And I know who's accounted for, who's not, and where everybody is. It's so the purpose of that report. I don't need that report and to physically see everybody at the same time because that cuts into them working out hard for an hour. And then if they have to show up earlier, they're not going to work out as hard. And then if they have to leave a little bit later and I got to put on information, then that cuts into their personal time for hygiene and to get ready for the day. And it cuts into their, you know, their breakfast time. And then they're going to be later coming into work. So I just don't see the purpose of it. And I also told him, I said, and I also don't see it the purpose of it because we don't communicate this way when we actually do have a mission. So why practice this now? He thought about it for a second. He goes, okay. He goes, I hear what you're saying and I know where you're going with this and I completely agree with you. He goes, but you will have one formation day because that's just what we do. I just can't get over the fact that we cannot not have a formation. So you're going to have one. I said, well, you publish a policy letter on it. I will comply until then. Um, you know, you've given me rain to do what I need to do. And he was like, well, you're going to shut up in color. And I'm like, yes, I will. And then he like looked at me was like I'm serious, Tim. I'm like, OK, I will, sir. Don't worry. So long story short, a couple of weeks later, he comes out with a policy letter. And then I have one formation a day. And literally the day after uh, that policy letter came out, he actually showed up uh, to make sure that we were actually have it. And which I think is great on his part. Uh, because one, he published a policy letter. And then two, he was like, this is important to me, so I'm going to check it right. So it's like two great uh, leadership principles right there. Like communicate effectively what you want. Make sure it's codified so people understand what the what your left and your right limits are without completely hindering them in their initiative. And then two, check up on it, right? So if that, that's what you do. But um, he showed up. And everything was fine. He's like, okay, I'm great. I'm glad you did this. So a couple of weeks go by and I started noticing uh, people, you know, just hanging out in the stairwells. And I would say, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're just waiting on the word. What do you mean you're waiting on the word? Well, I'm waiting on to be told what to do. Uh, We've already completed the task. Now we're just waiting on the next things. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. You you're like an adult. You should be told what to do throughout the course of the day. And you should just do them. And then when you're done, you should be able to go home. And they're like, well, that's not how this works. You know, we got to wait for this. And then they wait for that. And other things come out at the end of the day that wasn't put out the day before. And that just kind of throws off our schedule. And I was like, well, that's kind of impossible. I said, because I only have one meeting a day. And that's at the end of the day. And it's to go over what happens for tomorrow, not today. So anything that I put out at the end of the day is not for today. It's for tomorrow. So if they don't have anything for you to do, then go home. If you're not going to do something, don't do it here. And I was thinking, go tell your leadership that I said it was okay. And then tell them to come see me if they have a problem with it. So 20 minutes later, I have people in my office like, Hey, you know, you can't do this. They work for me. You can't tell them to do this. I said, hold on, wait a minute. I said, I don't know whose name that you think is on the front of this building, but it's not yours. And I was like, and I'm not saying that to be flippant. I'm saying that because if you cannot properly delegate your tasks throughout the day for people to be fully engaged throughout the day, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. I already told you what you need to do for the whole week. And any changes to that, I tell you at the end of the day for the next day. So you need to figure out how to make this work. So it was rough, uh, probably for about a good two to three months. And then people caught on. Hey, if I just go in, work hard, do what I gotta do, and I can go home for the day, I'm gonna be good. So they were awesome. They would come in, everything would be delegated out, people knew what they had to do, and we were we were great. Um as as a company, right? So we were on the top of uh most of the metrics. We weren't top on every metric, but we were on top of most of the metrics and uh, so people were happy, right? They were happy that they knew what they were supposed to do. They weren't getting jerked around and they were commun- communicated to effectively, right? So I say this because, you know, your culture will trump regulations any time, right? And it's only when we change the culture of an organization that to be in line with the policies that we have in place, um, then... That's when we will have any luck of making any changes. You have to change the culture first and then make sure you publish the policies that are in line with your culture and vice versa. So if you have a policy uh, that says that these are the way things are supposed to go, make sure that your culture matches that policy. And if you can't make your culture match that policy, then you need to, Influence a cultural change in your organization to match your policy. So all of the communication is congruent throughout your organization. Right? So we all find ourselves in positions where we're like, I'm not going to do this, this thing that I think was stupid. And then when you get to the point of making a change, make sure you make that change. If something is stupid, don't continue to do it just because that's the way we've always done it. If it doesn't make any sense, if it doesn't add efficiency, if it doesn't make things better, then why are you doing it? And as leaders, we need to challenge that. We need to challenge all the time. Why are we doing what we're doing? And is it effective? And is it good? That's what we need to do. And if we can't do that, then you're probably in the wrong business. Wrapping this up, I want to thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. But before we go, I would like to ask a favor of you if you could please share this episode with one or two people who you might think would like this topic. And if you haven't followed or subscribed on this platform that you're listening to this on, please hit that uh, alert icon and the bells and whistles or whatever it is that you got to do. So that you know, when we release another episode, if you got some value out of this episode, please leave a comment. uh, So that way, and rate it. So that way people who may not see it can get, be brought aware of this episode as well. Again, Thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.